I just want to say, even though they are not here, Pastor Dave and Pastor Sean, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be, to be given um, um, the pulpit to share the word of God. It is, it is a great honor and very humbling for me. Um, someone asked me, have you preached before? I'm like, nah. Like, I believe that the, God has a word for us today. God has a message for us. Um, so, when I was, um, when Pastor Sean told me that you're going to be preaching, I was asking myself, what do you have to give? Then I realized immediately that I didn't have anything to give. But God had something to give. So I was asking, Father, what should I talk about? What should I talk about? And I got this phrase, what do we live for? What do we live for? What do you and I live for? And frankly speaking, I had to battle with this phrase. Because it said a lot of things. And I started, in fact, asking myself that question as well. So if we can go to First Peter 1 verse 24 and 25. First Peter chapter 1, verse 24 and verse 25. I think I have the amplified version. It says, For all flesh, mankind, is like grass, and all its glory, honor, like the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and the flower drops off. But the word of the Lord which is the divine instruction, the gospel, endureth forever. And this word, which I believe is Christ living inside of us, is the good news which was preached to you and I. Now the wake-up call for me here was how we have been described as flowers, like grass, that we can be here today and gone tomorrow. So then, the phrase made sense to me. What do you then live for? What do you then live for? Life is an invitation to learn. We can learn out of the good experiences we have or the bad experiences we have. But then, do we allow that to define us? Or do we allow the word of God to define how we live? Because we are like grass. We're here today, and tomorrow we're gone. So whatever, the, whatever life throws at you, do you want to dwell on that? Or you want to dwell on the word of God concerning your life. Life is not static. 
it is in constant movement. Much like the waves of the ocean, each wave that comes brings with it new experiences. And each one is different. Just as the bad waves can have no mercy, so there are times you have the nice waves also coming to refresh us. So what do we live for? Life is a gift. Some people depart without experiencing it. But for you and I who have life today, what are we making of it? Are we living the life or are we dwelling on maybe some bad experiences we had that is keeping us holding back because we don't want to live? Or some bad experiences is making you live for what? Money? Or you live for fame? Or you live for whatever else you can think about other than the word of God? Um, Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. It says, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong. Nor does the food come to the wise or wealth to the, to the brilliant or favor to the learned. But in time and chance happens to them all. What am I trying to say? That we cannot rely on our own strength to achieve anything in this life. Because our own strength can be here today and tomorrow is gone. But if we count on the work, the perfect work that Christ did for us, so that the life we live is not by our own, but the life we live is Christ in us. Amen? The life we live will be the life that we have in Christ. And for that reason, what do we live for? Our lives are not only ours. There are people within our lives that need to benefit from something that you have. So, what do you live for? Are you, are you living out of the place that God says that you are able to live? He has given something to you. It might be a talent. It might be wealth. It might be wisdom. So many things that we have been given. Are we making use of these things? Are we giving all that we have? Or are we looking at what somebody else is doing? And so when you make that comparison, you don't feel yours is worth anything. I realize that if, if I don't have money today, what else can I do for the next person? If I have money today, 
what else can I do for the next person? Because remember, your life is not just for you. The world will want to convince us that it's about me, myself, and I. But we were saved to be a blessing to the next person. So, what do you have to give? What do you live for? What do you live for? Each new day in our lives brings new experiences. So if, if we don't end up living these new experiences, we miss out on it. So I want to be able to open up to my brother, to my brother or my sister. So that if I have a problem, he can support me. And he can support me not because he thinks he's better than myself, but because he, he, he finds something that he's got that he wants to give. And, and that thing he finds within himself, Christ has made that thing worthy enough. Because of the image he sees in himself, which is Christ. He does not see himself as worthless. So, JD will be able to support me in what I'm, I'm asking for if he has the means. Now, if he's not got the means, he can still do something by just probably listening to me. Are we being there for each other? Are we allowing people to, to, to affect our lives when we feel we've been cornered to, you know, a place in our lives? Because there's help all around. God has provided help all around. But if we don't allow the Spirit of God to let other people into our lives, how do we get help? Just like the, I mean, the, the, the gift of life. If you don't receive it, you can have it. So what is your goal in life? Is your goal in life is to amass all the wealth you can have in this world? Because the Scripture says that I think it's in, in um, let me find it. Uh, I can't find the scripture. But it says, what shall it profit a man to, to, to gain the whole world and lose his soul? COVID had come to show us that there's, there's a lot we can do with the little we have in our lives.
the very moment we started giving out little, you know, of ourselves to people that we did not know, there was something that you felt in your spirit. You felt some value in your life. You may not have given all the things that were given out. You may have given a tin of milk. But you felt some value in your life. I, I believe that at, at the time when um, mankind fell, I mean, when sin came into the world and we were punished and we were cast out, therefore all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It took the, the mercies of God and Christ's grace to set us free. So if you are free today, why do you allow anything else to hold you back? Why do you allow anything else being defined by the world to hold you back? What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that there is something you've got, there's something I have that I can give in this life. Because we have been set free, we have been set free to be able to do that. Jumping around in my notes. <laughs> Is it making an effort to deal with problems? Ma making an effort to deal with problems makes us aware of how strong we really are. Life challenges don't exist only to upset us. They exist so that we can understand ourselves and get to know who we really are. Which is your true identity. But we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that we or you and I may declare the praise of, of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light of God. So we've got to collaborate. We have to collaborate. We need to work together. So you would say that, okay, I'm not part of the ushers. I'm not part of the band. I'm not part of the, what else do we have? So you have nothing to give. Do you believe that? You've got something to give. Because I had to ask myself, if I didn't have the voice to sing or the ability to talk, does that render me valueless? No. What do we live for? For me to be able to assist or touch any other life in this day and age would certainly be something that would cost me. It should be something 
that should cost you. Someone say, oh, well, I'm an introvert. So I don't know how to talk to people. Well, you don't have to know how to talk to people if you come in here and start straightening up the chairs. You don't have to talk to anybody. Just do that bit in church. You, you are in an office where you see a lot of things not being done right. You have the ability to, to correct stuff. And I believe that God has placed you there for that purpose. You don't necessarily have to do something or, or go and see someone to come into the limelight. You can still do that little bit even in the background. And, and so I want to take the opportunity to say thank you to each and every one that has contributed to all that we have here. Be it microphones, be it screens, be it anything that is being used here to the glory of God. And these people have not been made known because they had something and they believe that that can be used to bring glory and honor to the name of God. So what do you live for? Do you just think that, okay, I can come to church and, you know, I don't know anybody, so I'll just come to church, have my own time with God, and then I'm out of the place? Well, you could do that. But church is not only in church. It's not just within this building. Wherever else we go, it's church. So in your own family, amongst your friends, you still have something to give. You still have something to give. And I'm speaking like this because I don't know what you have. You know exactly what you have. So there's a need for you to look inside and determine what do I have to, to give. Because I've got to give something. God placed me here for a purpose. What can I do that I can, I can um, look back and say, well, I gave something of myself. And not just, not just anything for me. If, if we have money today, tell me. What are some of the things we can do? If we have riches today, what are some of the things we can do? Build a gallery. That's it. That's it. Yeah, what else? If we have riches today, what else can we do? Sorry? Help the poor. So, do you believe that God gave riches just for people to flash either the cars or the houses or something like that? No. Because how many of us can tell me they know somebody who was very rich and when they left this earth, 
they took everything away. So, can we say that we, ca we can live for riches? Because the, the world had made us think that it's work, 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 because you have to make money. Because without money, you are no one. Without money, you are nobody. But that's a lie. When Christ came on, on the earth, he left, he bankrupt heaven so that earth would be saturated with his glory. He didn't come to show his power. He, he, he didn't come to show his, his riches so that we know where he's coming from. The kingdom of God was represented by love and by the demonstration of his power. And that is something he has deposited inside you and I. I've had a few occasions where on, on a work um, assignment, I, I went to meet this person. And for some reason, they felt I should pray for them. And I'm like, okay, that is weird. But I, just, I was just reminded that that is not weird. Because all this, the world is my parish. Everywhere we go, we can represent Christ. We can show forth Christ by the very little things we do in our lives. <laughs> a simple thing as a smile. What do we live for? What do we live for? The story of the rich young ruler. I realized that he had followed every religious um, 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 requirement as, as a as, as a Christian or as, as a child of God. But the very moment he was asked to go and um, um, give out his riches, I'm sure Christ was not saying that he didn't deserve all the riches he had. No, he said it. But give it out because all that you've done has been for yourself. If you want to follow me, then give something out. And we're told that despite the fact that he's been able to um, align himself with all the, the, the commandments, that very thing to give himself out, to give out something of, of himself, he couldn't do it. And once again, I got the wake-up call what do I live for? What are the things I have unintentionally made gods in my life without even realizing them? That, that, that does not allow me to give my very best. 
what do you have to give? See, there's a reason why we are called the body of Christ. No one person has it all and know it all. Hence, the need to look at what we have in our hands and then consider the role we can play in the bigger picture of things. So you realize there is much more to live for in this life. The mouth never says it is more important than the nose. Nor the ear hear that the eye is more vulnerable than it. This is because unless you lose one of them at any point in time in your life, you will begin to appreciate and value the role and the significance it had in your entire well-being. Achieving the purpose for which God has established the church. So the kingdom of God is at hand. We have said this over and over again. The kingdom of God is at hand. But it can only operate when we work together. It can only operate when we work together. When the nose, the mouth, the ears, the entire body works as a system. So that the, the ear will not hear someone say, ah, the mouth is useless. What am I saying? As a body of Christ, we can go about saying things about our other brothers within the body that will not raise them up, but rather crush them because you feel they don't have anything to give. Each and every one of us have something to give. Each and every one of us had something to give. And if we are being called the light of the world, he initially said, I am the light of the world. And he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but would find life. Then in Matthew, I think in Matthew 5, verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So the earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What are we doing to bring this realization to place? Are we building each other up? Are we, are we serving each other? Where I am strong... I should use my strength to support you. Where I am weak, I should allow somebody to help me become strong. That is when the body is working as a unit. God is counting on you and I to manifest his kingdom here. And we, even with our faults, because sometimes we're like, we're not perfect. Yes. We're not perfect, but it's not relying on, we're not relying on your own perfection. Because you have been washed by the word of God. You have been washed by the blood and have been made perfect. Mark 8 verse 36 says, 
What shall it profit? No, I think I have read that already. Remember, no one is perfect by themselves. But together, we have been perfected in Christ. So what we do and how we do it might not necessarily be the way I'll do it. Because certainly I can't preach like J.D. preaches. I can't preach like Peter preaches. I can't preach like Pastor Dave preaches. But that should not stop me from sharing the word of God. So let me read that again. There is no one person that is perfect by themselves. But together, we have been perfected in Christ. So what we do and how we do it might not necessarily be the way I or yourself would do it, but God presents us all the opportunity that pertains to life and godliness. God gives us all something to give. So today I want us to reflect on what do you have to give? No matter how small that is, it is something somebody is waiting for. The earth is waiting for that thing to manifest. It might not, it might not claim um, um, the, 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 the billboards or, or the news, but it is something that somebody is waiting for you to do. Just so he knows that, wow, God loves me. Thank you, Father, for your word. In closing, if we allow ourselves to serve each other in whichever way we can, how great will it be for the world to even quote this scripture? Not other Christians, but the world to quote this scripture. Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3. He said, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment poured poured on the, the, the head that runs down the beard, even the beard of Aaron. That comes down the color and then to the skirts of his garment. You know, I, I never saw this message or this, this verse like I am seeing now. It started from the top. It didn't jump any other place. It ran down every other place because every other place is important you might think you're the one who cleans the bathroom but that anointing will touch you because you are seeing that as a role you can play in the bigger picture and when the world sees this 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 unity they see this this harmonious living not because we will not step on each other's toe. But because of grace, we allow ourselves 
to accommodate some of these things. So then the world can see and say, man, I want to be where these people are. I'm tired of living for myself. I'm tired of struggling for nothing. I mean, why do you want to wait till the end and try and reflect on what you could have done with what you had? Then rather, whilst we have life, look at what we have, be it much or little, so we can give that. And when I say give, I'm not just talking about giving to us here in church, but wherever you find yourself. Spread the love. Spread the goodness. So when people don't even get to step into church because they don't find themselves worthy enough to be in church, they still find Christ wherever they are. And then when they see that, whoa, you who they respect so much can still come down to wash their feet, to do one of the demeanest things you can ever do for somebody. They'll be like, wow, Christ is really with us. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Once we begin to serve each other, once we begin to demonstrate the love of God that we have found, and so whatever you have, you're giving it out there. Your value goes up. Because Christ paid the price. Christ paid the price. What do we live for? Can we be on our feet? Father, everything changes. Everything changes whenever you step into the picture. Everything changes, Lord. Father, show me what you have given to me. Show me what you have given to me that I can give back that I can give to help build your kingdom. Because the earth is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. I have said this and I have declared this. I am a child of God. So what do I have to give that the earth will know that we are here? that they would respond to the call of Christ. It takes one reflection of your life. Just one look. Just one look. It doesn't matter if you are young. It doesn't matter if you are old. 
just one look will redefine what you live your life for. I want us to take this moment to just reflect on our lives. You may not see it all today, but let the word of God nourish in your heart and open your eyes to begin to see what you were saved for. What the life you have inside of you is meant to be used for. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray that your word has come and had fallen on good ground. Father, your word always comes to reveal and to redeem, to restore, and to build us, Father, for your kingdom. If for some reason we ever thought we had nothing to offer, Father, I thank you that your word has come to open our eyes to realize that we've got something to offer. It might not be the same as the next person, but we still have something to offer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Amen.